So we're going to discuss tonight, the title of the message is Jesus and Truth. How many of you guys like truth and Jesus? Raise your hand. Amen. This message was birthed Monday on a boat in the Sierra Nevadas. And I was like, why do you want me to talk about this, Lord? Why are you pouring all this into me? Well, I guess he knew Wednesday was coming. Yeah, Pastor Brett asked me, he said, you got something? I said, I always have something, but I got a little something, something for you guys tonight. If you would open up your Bibles to John 18, 37, this is going to be a Bible study, midweek, Wednesday night Bible studies are that, because I believe that the most of you, the most of you, that's not, that's not proper English, the majority of you in here are Christians, amen? So you come on Wednesday night to get refueled, to get recharged, to get your spiritual vase filled up, if you will, and I'm going to do my best to let the Lord use me in that. So the title of the message again is Jesus in Truth. Sidebar, I'm a grandpa. Yay! Hey, sweet Ella. How are you, sweetie? I love you. Hopefully, Mama is watching. Uh, wow. So I got to FaceTime her today. Going to see her, let Mama get all settled down for the next couple, three weeks, and then I'm going to go invade her space and love on her. Ella Susan Kuchera. Uh, yeah. Well, you don't, you know, it's one of those things, you, 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 I'm so in love with this little girl and I haven't even seen her yet. I'm like, man, I just want to touch you, grab you, squeeze you. But when I think about that, Jesus gave me this analogy today. He said, that's how, that's how I want you to feel about me sometimes. I'm like, oh, Lord, yes, I do. I want to touch you and squeeze you and grab you. So I see that in you guys. So we're going to be extra generous in our affection. Right? We're going to touch and squeeze and grab, right, Felix? Extra love and affection is the, Amen is the direction to which we're heading. Lots of Scripture references tonight. Thank you, Edna, ahead of time for being impromptu in regards to me getting the message late to you. John 18, 37, 30, and 38. I will be reading at the New King James Version. This is Jesus on the top and inside the praetorium. This is the account of Christ being if you will, wrongfully accused of the accounts and the transgressions that these religious people accused him of. So he says, so you are king after all, verse 37, exclaimed Pilate. Yes, it's true, I am king, and I can't do a Jesus voice, so I'm not going to even try. Answer Jesus. I was born for this, and I have come into the world for this, to bear testimony to the Everyone who was on the side of, wow, you guys are lame, side of truth listens to my voice. 38, Pilate in his ignorance, what is truth? Explained Pilate after saying this, he went out to the Jews again and said, for my part, I find nothing wrong which can be charged. He was right about that. So the question that has been ringing out in the, in the hearts of men and the kings that stood before Pilate, the people that are there, and, and whether or not Jesus was a king. And he fully says, yeah, I am the king. Pilate, in his ignorance, blame shifts. Because he's, I find, no, I find no, nothing wrong. I find nothing going on. But what is truth? Some of you might know the Truth Project, and this is, this is, uh, one of the, this is the launch point for that. Dr. Tack, Hackett or Tackett launch that, but I'm going to explode it a little bit more. 
for truth for us, gentlemen, my sisters. For us, truth is only found in Jesus. Amen? I'm going to say it again. Truth is only found in us. Amen? Not in us, in Jesus. That's right. Somebody better be listening. Come on, it's a test. I'm not going to do the breadisms. You will be quizzed later. But truth is only found in Jesus. What do I mean? Before you really start understanding the character of Jesus by the reading of this Scripture in this passage, you know, the, the, the words that were coming off this page, Lord willing, they were real and transparent. But, you, you know, we're not getting the whole context of this and how He could say this, how Pilate could accuse Him, how this mandate could be transcribed, how Jesus could say, yeah, I am Him. Many people in this room today, you know, might only come here to see Pastor Brett on Sunday and Wednesday and not read their Bible, and not learn about the weekly Jesus that they need. And I'm going to stand in behalf of Pastor Brett and say, he wants you to read your Bible. Amen? He is not the source of your food every day. Amen? And he would say that to you, because we've talked, and this is one of our greatest desires as the pastors and elders of this church, is that healthy sheep beget healthy sheep. If you don't read your Bible, you're going to have problems. You need more than Wednesday and Sunday, and that's not meant to be ugly and different or sad, but it's truth, amen? And that's what I'm here to share with you, truth. We need to read our Bibles so we can get a handle of, on honestly understanding, understanding and grasping truth. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I'm gonna, it's probably common knowledge to many of you, if you for those of you who don't know, um, or do know, play along. Bank tellers. How many of you guys know how bank tellers tell about fraud and fake money? You know what they do, right? They give them the real stuff to handle continuously, constantly, continuously. They don't propagate the fake stuff to them. They don't show them the false stuff. They give them the real stuff all the time. All the time. And then when they're piling through the bills and they see this one funny one, they go, hey, what's going on here? Because it's different than the rest. They have to handle, they have to touch, they have to see they have to be a part of touching the real. And that's what reading your Bible does, guys. It transforms your mind, but also another part when we get to the end with the Spirit of God, it gives you enlightenment to see truth. And truth is what Jesus came for, and truth is what I want us to discuss. And that's what Jesus wants for us to know truth. Truth lived out too in our lives, guys, by being a surrendered truth. And not like Pilate, and not like the world says what is truth. He is literally giving a statement that we call postmodernism. Any of you guys ever heard that before? I turned before. Postmodernism is the culture in which we live in today, my, my brothers and sisters. It's a truth, and maybe you've heard it this way in a different kind of way, but that's okay for you, but for me, that's not how I live. You can go ahead and believe that, but that's not how I believe, or why are you so crazy about this Jesus thing? That's not how I believe in Jesus. I can keep going down these paths and, 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 and go down this path, but how many of you ever heard other people that, are, that think they love Jesus or think they love something, but they won't do something that Jesus commands them to do? Amen? Have you seen that? Yeah. It's a huge struggle in the Christian church today. And Jesus is very simple and plain. He doesn't complex things. He just wants simple truth, and He's going to give us the examples through this as I keep going down this, but I want to encourage you with this. Truth is simple, and truth is what Jesus wants. I'm going to, I'm going to read uh, mostly what Jesus said. I might get to the Paul verse if I have enough time. I have you hooked for two hours, right? 
some of you can sleep tonight here. We have couches in the... No, we got to work for them. The Old Testament refers to the Almighty God of truth in Deuteronomy 32 and 4. Taking notes, write this down. It can be a part of your Bible study tomorrow, your morning, morning breakfast with the Word of Jesus. Psalm 31 and 5, Isaiah 65 and 16, for He is the rock, His work is perfect, for all His ways are just. In Your hand I commit You redeem Me, O Lord, God of what? Truth. Amen. When Jesus said to Himself, and I am, when He said, I am, dot, 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 the truth in John 14, 6, which we will get to, He was thereby making a profound claim about His own deity, my brothers and sisters. He was also making it clear that all truth must ultimately be defined in terms of God and His eternal glory. Amen. After all, Jesus is the brightness of God's glory and the expression and the image of His persons, it says in Hebrews 1 and 3. His truth is incarnate, the perfect expression of God and therefore the absolute embodiment of all that is true. This word right here is radical because we, we think glory like light. But the Shekinah glory in Hebrew, as I talked to a rabbi in Israel last year, has a totally different meaning that I'm going to blow you away with. You ready to get blown away? The literal word for glory, as it translates, literally means light, but light with mass. How does light have mass? It does. It has volume. So when you hear the fact that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess, that's because Jesus' glory is going to make them bow down. Because of the light. Come on now. Light having weight. Nah, it doesn't rock your world. I don't know what will rock my world. Think about that. That's exciting stuff. So people say you're not going to bow down. Because we think of it like the lion going, Rawr! No, just his pure essence will get people to bow. Whether they confess or not. How rad is that, huh? You can go ahead and steal that from me and give that to somebody else. Jesus also said that He was the written Word. It does not merely mean contains nuggets of truth. It's pure, unchangeable, and you can't change it. According to Jesus, it cannot be broken in John 10.35. Okay, yeah, no. Praying to His heavenly Father on behalf of His disciples, John 17 is a life-changing chapter in the Bible. If you can get there, you call them God's whom, yeah, sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. But John 17, guys, unbelievable. One verse at a time should take a year, but I'm not going to do that to the guys I'm teaching on Sunday morning. But it is unbelievable, John 17, because sanctify them by your truth, your word of truth. Moreover, the word of God is eternal truth, which lives and abides forever. First Pete one two three or one twenty three. Amen. So by definition, there it is, for you've been poured and I've seen which is perishable, that is through the living and enduring Word of God. I read First Peter the whole thing this morning, and I saw that and jumped off the page. Oh, i got to put that in my notes. It's good stuff. So by definition, truth is the truth of actual state of a matter. Example, he tried to find out the truth. Police, forensic people, that's what they're always after, is to find out the truth. They don't want your opinion. A good police officer, a good detective... A good fireman trying to find out what's going on. They, they want truth. They don't want to know your opinion. They want to know what's going on. So that's what we always want to do. They want to know truth. Am I right? Amen. Conforming, conformity with facts or reality the, to verify the truth of a statement 
Example, we all know we need air to live, correct? Nobody's abstract from that concept. No, no Aquaman in the room, right? Right? No Aquaman? Anybody know who Aquaman is other than me? A verified or indisputable fact, proposition, principle, or like. But here's what the Bible says about it. This is out of Holman's. The Bible definition of truth is as files. Here's a simple definition drawn from what the Bible teaches. Truth is that which is consistent with the mind, with the character, glory, and being of God. Even more to this point, truth is the self-expression of God. That it is the biblical meaning of truth because the definition of truth flows from God. Truth in its purest form is theological. Amen. So when you know truth, guys, you're theologians. So you just became theologians today. Give yourself a clap. Amen. You are smart now because of Jesus. You know, we're going to cover that. Because then you guys, you think you can't do something or know something. That's not what the Bible teaches. I'm going to deal with you on that tonight. God says you can do how many things through Him who strengthens you. Amen. Somebody reads their Bible. So truth can be measured and is real. Don't forget that truth and its absolute faith need to be made real in us, my brothers and sisters. Simple truth. Jesus lived. Yeah, we know that. But it's more than that. The truth of it is that time was changed by His life. 2016, as we know, was for which we forecast the birth of Christ. It's not December 25th, guys. Just let you know it's in April somewhere in Nissan, but that's another story for another day. But that year is 2016, comes about in time because Christ changed time. There was a person named Jesus who changed time. You know what the sad part about that is? Go ahead and ask me, what is it, Donnie? The kids who go to public school will never learn that right now. They're not going to be taught that. I was taught that. You were taught that, most of y'all in this room. But sadly, it's not like that no more. Isn't that sad? It really breaks my heart sad. We're just okay with it, though. We're just two stupid little Christians sitting in our little church. We're not going to stand up. We need to stand up for truth, man. Amen? We need to start acting as if we believe what we really believe is real. And that goes for all of us, including me. I'm preaching to myself. That's the truth for me. So let's read a narrative in the Bible. A narrative is a story that describes an action that causes the application of what I'm trying to say that happens. It's just a simple way of telling us an account. Bible's stories aren't stories, for the record. Bible stories aren't stories. They're accounts. If I haven't taught you anything about truth, learn that. They're not stories. They're Bible accounts. Amen? Accounts of truth for us to understand, to apply how we grow, go and go. That's what we're called to do. So go to John chapter 8, 31, chapter 8, verses 31. John chapter 8, verses 31. When you're there, can I get an amen? How many of you got your swords from the, from the, from the thing? Sword check. Oh. That's right, sword check. Amen. Got it. So we do. Sword check. Got to have your sword. An unarmed man is easily, easily defeated. My dad always said the Indians, God bless them, but they brought arrows to a gunfight. You can't usually win with that. Same thing with a Christian without a Bible. The one thing I know about a, if a Bible is usually falling apart on a Christian's life, usually the person isn't. John 8.31, when you get there, we got an amen. So then Jesus said to those Jews who believed Him, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in Him, obviously the narrative is talking to people who are 
his people. Oh, thank you for doing that. I'm going to use this, I think. Is it on? Sidebar. Oh, it's not on. Oh, yeah, it is. That's awesome. I got a new toy. Thank you, Pastor Brett. <laughs> then you are truly disciples of mine. Please go on. Next verse. Is it in there? If it's not, that's fine. 32 is the nuts and bolts. And you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Praise. I could stop there and we could just sing songs now. That is, that is life-changing stuff. If you haven't read John 8, oh my gosh, I encourage you to do that. 33, then answered him, then they answered him, We are Abraham's descendants. I'm doing my pharisaical voice. And have been in bondage, and we have not never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Jesus answered, said, answered them, Most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. So where's he, what, what are you talking about? I'm not talking about sin. I'm talking about being free. What are you doing? This is just, this, Jesus is just an unbelievable just carver of truth. And a, verse 35, And a slave does not abide in a house forever, but, but a son abides forever. So now he's, I'm going to go through it, but this is just awesome stuff. 36, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. 37, I know that you are Abraham's descendants. I know who you are is what he's saying. I see, I know your role. I get who you are. But you seek to kill me because my word, my truth has no place in you. 38, I speak what I have seen my father and you do not do what you have seen with your father. They answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But you seek to kill me. A man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God, Abraham did not do this. He's calling out Abraham. Dude, Abraham is not, no, no, I'm in. This is what he's, oh, he's unbelievable. 41, you do the deeds of your father. They said to him, we were not born of fornication. We have one Father God calling him out because his dad, they figured out that he was conceived by, they thought by Joseph before she married him or married. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit. We know that to be true. 42, Jesus said to them, if God were your Father, you would love me. If God were your Father, you would love me. For I proceed forth and came from God, nor have I come on my, of myself, but He has sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. <laughs> 44, put your seatbelt on. You are of your father the devil. And the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar and the father of it. But 45, but because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. 46 and 47, then we'll finish up. Which of you convicts me of sin? And I tell you the truth. Why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. Wow! Huh? Holy buckets. That's some stuff right there. So let's discuss this Bible study now. Let's go back to this. 
the truth is said by those who believe in verse 1, you know, the first verse, because you got to believe. you got to believe, as it were, the first verse we were talking in, in verse, uh, go back to my notes to make sure I'm understanding what I'm saying, but the first verse we covered is the verse that is the axiom to this. And Jesus said, if you believe, if you abide in my word, 31, you are my disciples, indeed. you got to believe in God's work. you gotta, you got to surrender to Jesus, right? This is, this is a closed class. Everybody in here is a sanctified saint. Amen? So this has been done. So then you are truly, we are His disciples. We take ownership of this position, even though this position was given to the Jews at the people that were there, the, the Messianic Jews, if you will. Those are the first Messianic Jews, actually. But that's given to us now. From that, he builds on it. You must first believe and put faith in me. Surrender your mind, your heart, your core value system to me. And from that, truth will be made true. Notice how he says in one of the verses, however, if you. Did you see that? If you. And I often think about that in verse 30. Then Jesus said to them, going back to that verse, those who believe, if you abide in my word. He's talking to believers right there. He's talking to people that are saved. He's talking to me and you, but look, that preposition that I hate sometimes in Christianity. If you, what does if you suggest? I'm going to tell you what it suggests. It takes free will, free choice, you choosing. If you. If you. God, God's not interested in robot Christianity. Them days are gone. If you think that, you're not walking with Jesus. Your, 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 your walk in Christ, and this is the analogy I always use, and this is one that was given to me a while ago, but I'm going to share it with you. You've heard it again. Just appease me, okay? Amen? We are salmon swimming upstream. You ever seen a salmon about three-quarters of the way done before it gives its eggs? Oh my gosh, it looks not good. But it doesn't care. Its mission, its, 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 trans, its goal is to swim upstream, to lay its eggs, and die. To give life. Then when it gets there, it becomes a part of the trees and fertilizer. Did you know that in most salmon, salmon creeks that are on both sides of it, they have the healthiest ecosystems in the world where salmon spawn? How do you figure that? Because the fish are the fertilizer. Because the fish die. Because the fish are willing to swim upstream, swim upstream to give life. And that's us, guys. That's the truth of this. Guys, some of you keep swimming upstream, and then you go backwards. You're swimming upstream, and you go back. Hey guys, if you don't move your back fin and you're a salmon, guess what happens? You get pushed back. How many of you are tired of getting pushed back? Raise your hand if you are. Everybody's hand better be up now. Because that's what we are. That's a representation of why this truth doesn't manifest itself. Guys, this, Christianity is not intellectualism. Amen? Christianity is a spiritual gift from King Jesus to give us transformation to live to die. Do you get that? Because if you don't, that's the truth. You, your little vapor of time in this 19-whatever to 2000-whatever is minuscule in regards to the time forever. Amen? And that's the concept that Christ has radically challenged me with as I live this out because God's past faithfulness demands my current trust. God's fat past faithfulness demands my current trust. It doesn't suggest. It's not an implementation of a program or a game. It's not theological understanding with a five-point survey and me giving you hermeneutics. No, it is demanding of my faith now. And it's demanding of your faith now. For those of you who've been walking for a while, 
It's time to say, as, as Lynette Barnes says, to put on your big boy pants. But she doesn't say pants. It's hilarious what she says. For you ladies. It's true. We got to put them on. This is, the people are dying and going to hell. They're looking at us going, wow, you guys aren't really real. No, we are. But we haven't gotten the concept of truth being manifested in our lives. We have the ability to walk in the Word right now, guys. We have the ability to choose. Can you imagine if, if we totally got submersed in the Word of God? Wait a minute, what are you trying to say, John? What am I dealing with you all now? Some of you guys have spent so much time learning other things in your life. How many of you have? Fishing, schooling, gun reloading, RC cars. Uh, what else have I done? Crochet, knitting, <laughs> underwater basket weaving, <laughs> swimming, surfing, longboarding, understanding of concepts, taking Jesus as a schoolism. Oh, forgive us. Where I'm going with this, we've all put in time to learn or have an attribute. Cooking, oh, that's a good one. Ladies, thank you. But cooking, culinary arts, all these things that are good in their own good, but where I'm going with it is the vested time to read your Bible, to study truth. Think about this sitting here. What would happen if Jesus, if we really took Jesus seriously at this statement right here? If you would, if you would, if you abide. And I, I challenge you with that. If you got hear anything for the last 10 minutes and then just hear that, if you, put yourself in this. No, I will. Not if you, I will. Amen? Listen to me, and you will be made free is what he changes. The application of the narrative directed towards the people to whom he's speaking is that the people who are under oppression, people who are living in an evil government, godless leaders, no morals, high taxes, kind of like the similar situation we're in today. Amen. Gosh, how did we get here? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, actually, I do know. Can I, can I be loving to you guys? Because it's not going to be nice. But God blessed this country, and the blessings flew and flowed, and we walked away from God as a Christian nation, as a culture, as a country, and our conviction needs to be men and women of God that people see truth, people see reality, people see people who love each other infectiously. I love Bob Jensen, by the way. I'm serious, I got a man crush on that guy. I'm being serious. Dude is unbelievable. But it only comes through spending time with him, being with him. Don Berg, I love that guy right there. Got a man crush on him too. Billy Barnes, not at all. But where I'm going with it, it's interactive Bible study tonight. <laughs> oh, he, if he could talk right now and let you know right now, it would be ugly. Wednesday night's fellowship night, so I can do this. So I love you all. But the, the, the application is, is that those people at that time wanted to be delivered from the king of that time. The tyranny of Rome. All that nonsense. And that's not the plan. Jesus knew it wasn't. No, I'm going to use you in the end. You've got to go through the millennial reign. You've got to go through the book of Revelation. I'm not done with you, clowns. Um, you're going to have to figure it out. I'm going to even, there's even going to be a spirit of stupor that says in Romans 11 is going to come over them so they don't get it. I don't understand all that, but 
I tell you what, you ever met a Messianic Jew? Wow, they're crazy Christians, man. They get it because they get the Old Testament more than we do. But the truth that I'm looking for and I'm understanding is that they wanted to be made free. But for me and you, we can take this as a point of application. How many of you want to be made not, not free from the sense of freedom, but from the king, but free in your life? How many of you? Oh, dude, come on, really? Am I the only one? I mean, geez. Dude, I've had more freedom to have love and grace poured upon me and showered on me when I understood the fact that Jesus radically loved me, that He died for me, that He came and, st and stood in my place, that He wanted to change me. And, and I'm, I'm a fan of freedom. <laughs> Sometimes I'm sick of me. And I'm just mean, I'm sick of me. I'm sick of my sin, as the, the poet says. You switch it every again. He says, that is it sideways? Yeah, i got to adjust my head to fall off. Brett, my ears are bigger than yours. Or yours are bigger than mine. Is that better? Okay, good. Sorry about that. I didn't even feel it. But the truth is the truth. And I'm, you know, we, we, the concept come back, comes back to this as he goes back in verse 34 of that same passage in the narrative. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who commits, a, commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free... You are free indeed. So truth, believing, freedom. Goodness, this is Braveheart on steroids. The real one though. You know what I'm saying? This is before that. This is the real stuff. This is, this is, this is the juice. This is the application. This is the life. He's giving them everything. He's giving it to us. They're going to try to lay down the law on Jesus. But he says, tell them your family. Do you get that we are sons and daughters of the greatest family in the world? Amen. We are sons of daughters, and that's what he's saying right there. We are sons and daughters of the greatest family in the world. He's telling them that. Slavery and slave to sin and being apart and in this tent. We're going to have issues, my brothers and sisters, every one of us. But I have taken care of the next piece, is what he says. Eternity, if you believe in me. Peace forever and glory in seeing Jesus and seeing those whom have gone before you in Jesus. Amen. I hold on to that hope. Ooh, I hold on to that one. I do, man. I claim that one. And I believe it as much as I'm breathing air. The last place of truth in this section found in 845. Because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin, 46, and I tell you the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. Ooh. Mm. 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 However you want to do it. Did my Jedi, did my anything else. He's saying straight out, do I sin? Do I sin? No, no, that's not me. Yeah, we all do. You all do. Yeah, of course we sin. I sin. Let's, let's go to the narrative. Jesus is saying, do I sin? That's what he's saying to him. Do I sin? No, he doesn't sin. That's what he's saying. Do you see me sinning? Is there any nature in me that you've seen me? Have you drawn any account on me to accuse me of what you're saying? That's what he's saying. See, the Jews talk different than us, and I got that when I went there. They, it's, not, it's, it's a mind game. It's like, it's like a Jedi mind war. These are not the droids. You, you know, like that. Those of you who saw that, that's a funny joke, but those of you who don't get it, get it. But it's like that. It's, it's, it's combat tennis with words. 
It's never answering, but then answering. Then answering when subliminal talk. Like, what did he say? Did he just cuss me out and I didn't even realize it? That's what it's like. It's like you don't even realize what's going on. You're going back and forth. What's... But that's what he's saying here. Did you see me sin? Did you see anything going on? The answer is no. Only Jesus can say that he had no sin. Please don't forget that. We are renewed in right standing with God, my brothers and sisters. We are. We have, we have been imputed the great switcheroo of 2 Corinthians 5 and 21, which says, He became sin who knew no sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We believe that to be truth. That's called the great switcheroo, John Corson. If you haven't found it, Google it. It's a good study. But that's not the completeness of our sanctification. That's the position that we're in. But we are walking, again, the salmon illustration, we are striving again to be changed. We are going down this path of sanctification and we're going to struggle with sin. If you got skin, you got sin. And I'm not justifying it. I'm not saying it makes it okay to be a donkey. No, it's not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. It's never okay. You know, that's something that I can say especially in the last couple years of my life walking with Susan, we made a pact not to yell at each other. If the other person was, they got the hand, I'm gone. I love you. There should not be any yelling in this room between each other. And I hate being that ugly, but it's true. If you are, then you're not believing what God says about your word. Or how about the machismo man? You need to listen to me. Get it done now. I'm going to tell you how to do it repent. I did. My wife would she'd make fun of me and go, do you see yourself? I can videotape yourself. Oh, I get it. But I, and this is all done in gesture and love, but it's, it's, it's true because it needs to be said. If we believe in truth, if we have the power, if we have everything according to First Peter that we need for godliness, then what are we not doing? I'm going to tell you what we're not doing. We're not applying what God's word says. We're not believing it. And we're probably not reading it. And this is something else. Men and women, you guys need to read your Bibles together and pray together. And if the other person doesn't want to, I used to follow Susan around before she'd submit to it. I'm going to read to you. 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 I'm going to chase you. I don't care. You can deal with God. And I mean this in love. I'm just playing with you guys. But it got to the point where it had to be relentless. Because does Jesus chase you? Yes, he does. He is always chasing you. You don't know God then. He is always on you. He always wants to be next to you. He always wants to be the center of your attention. He always wants you to consult with Him. He is so madly in love with you, and it's a rad concept, but it's a, it's a crazy one that we don't get. But that's what He wants for us. Can I read you the last uh, scriptures before I get to the last context? Yes, I will. Thank you. John, a bunch of other scriptures I want you to write down. A bunch of other ones. Some more scriptures. Read your Bible and believe it. Oh, another note. Read your Bible and believe what it says about you. And what Jesus says about you. Amen? So read your Bible. Believe what it says about you and what Jesus says about you. It's real simple. John 8 and 51. I, in truth, I tell you, if anyone lays my message to heart or takes it to heart, he will never die. Oh, come on. Come on. That's a sweet, sweet, you're never going to die. Wrap that around your little brain. You are never going to die. This, this tent, this, 
this corruptibility will put on incorruptibility. We know that, and it says in 1 John, that we will be like Him. These are radical concepts that this little nugget and dome can't process, but I believe it in faith, amen, do you? Believe it and walk in it, my brothers and sisters. 850, uh, uh, 858 says, In truth I tell you, replying to Jesus, before Abraham existed, or he says, I am. So when the JWs come knocking on your door, ding, 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 they say, what is the name of Jesus? Well, it's Jehovah. No, that's not what he said his name was. God said his name was. Where does it say that? This is in this Exodus passage. Could you go ahead and read it for me? I think it's actually read it in your Bible. Take him through the account of what he says his name is. Tell him, I am sent you. Oh, there was another person that said, I am. Can I show you where that is? Because it's the same, same word. Same word. It's the same word. Can't argue with truth. Amen? And it's not meant to be loving or, or indifferent, but it gets to a point. Well, what about this passage in your Bible that's full of holes? I don't care what mine is. You came to my door. You answer my question. If you're so concerned about my salvation, you should be able to appropriate an answer for the God-given birth that was given to me to challenge you to make you think and see, Lord willing, that you're a part of something that is not truth. Jesus didn't, he says four times in his word, don't add to it. Don't take away from it. There is no scripture of private interpretation, says in Peter. None. It was given to us in the canonization. We have everything that's perfect. Now how we... Go about and understanding it, Lord willing, the Spirit of God and truth speak to you and you spend time in this. But there are many people who are dying and going to hell because they don't get truth. 10.1. John 10 and 1. I tell, I, in truth I tell you, John 10 and 1. In truth I tell you, whoever does not go into the sheep, sheepfold through the door, but climbs up some other place, that man is a thief and a robber. That's going like... So this is like, the, this is like if you could, I'm going to just give you a little Bible allegory real quick. It's another way of saying a story. Uh, who does not enter the sheep? So if somebody goes in a different way, he's a thief and a robber. So anybody else who adds to or takes away from Jesus' word or puts a trip on people is a, that's what it's saying. Ooh. So those guys that are coming to your doors, they're a part of a thief and robber organization. You never looked at it like that, but that's what it's saying. I don't want to be no thief and robber. I'm going to stand before Jesus, thank God, and I get to go in. But this is the account, guys. These are people that are doing this. There's no other door. Jesus said he was. There's one door. He's the way. La puerta. That's it. He is it. There is no otro. There is no other. Getting ready for Spanish, we're going to Mexico, so I've been reading my Bible in Spanish and English. It's very confusing, because I'm reading half in Spanish, and I read half in English, and my brain's just processing again, because I have to be able to be ready. But I'm going to use Delphina and Christina, so they're going to be my tongue when I'm there, because we're going to, people are going to get saved. Amen? John 12 and 24. In truth, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat, so I love hearing that. Go ahead, I'll wait. I'm sorry, but it's going to be on the board. Most assuredly, I say to you, truly, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. Salmon, eggs, grain, truth, us dying. 
propagating life, giving it to others, seeing a Christian, why aren't you struggling? Why aren't you a mess? Why aren't you drinking? Why aren't you doing what everybody else says? Why aren't, you know, you don't have to. I got joy unspeakable, amen? Jesus is the drug that I choose, and it's the best one ever. He's a high I can't buy. I should make a shirt like that. That's a good idea. <laughs> Hot or not. That was the other one I got the other day. Hot or not. I was thinking about that one too. Because you're either hot or not. And what does he do with things that are hot or not? He throws them up. Ooh. I don't want to be hot or not. I want to be hot. I don't want to be a not. So I pray that for you all. John 13, 20. 13 and 20. In truth, I tell you, most assuredly is the same way as in truth, I tell you. You have a weird version of the New King James on that computer back there, Michael. You need to fix that. John 13 and 20. In truth, I tell you, he who receives anyone that I, that, I, that I send receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. So this is a this supposition question. Guys, in other words, us folks should be the most loving, caring, and giving people to one another in the, in the world. Your brother's hurting? What are you doing to fix it? Well, you know, I'll give money or I'll pray for him. I'm teaching James and always challenged when I teach that book, you know. Show me your faith by my works and I'll show you my faith by my works. It's not, it's not a concept of salvation, but it's an application of taking a dive in the pool with somebody that needs to get picked up and drowned. And a lot of you guys have resources in this room to help people. Are you doing it? That's between you and God. But if you, get, if you have the will to do it, to him who knows to do good, and he doesn't do it, to him it is sin. And it's not missing the mark like it's translated in Greek. It's an offense to God. It's an offense to God. That's a poor translation in the Greek, missing the mark. And I can shoot an arrow and miss. That doesn't mean anything to my account. It is an offense to God. Amen? Is that right, Marius? Yes, it is. Marius is a theologian. 38. 31, 21. After this, uh, 13, 21, after this saying this, Jesus was much troubled and he said solemnly, in truth, I tell you that the one of you will betray me. Ooh. Ooh. Most assuredly again, truth. It's truth. That's Judas. Sorry, dude. Not good for you. John 13, 38. 13, 38. Will you lay down your life for me? Or probably Jesus in truth, I tell you, the cock will not crow till you have disowned me three times. Peter's denial of the truth. Ooh, truly, it's most assuredly truly. Whenever you see that most assuredly too, it's emphatic in the Greek. It means truly, truly. It's like, yeah, yeah, this is truth. This is coming forth. That's why I used the version that I did. Because it made the emphatic, the real, the real application of what I'm saying. The last four verses are this. I got eight minutes. Goodness, what happened? I'm not going to finish. I got to. John 14 and 6, arguably one of the greatest Bible position, Bible verses in the, in the Bible. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but, through, but by me. That's what it says, except through me. There is no other name under heaven and earth which a man be saved. This is a limited 
limited program right here, guys. There's no Muhammad. There's no Buddha. There's no any of the things that you can think of. There's no adding. There's no, you got to do this, do, do this. He says, I am the emphatic, the way, the truth, the truth, and the life. And no one comes from me. John 14, 12. In truth, most assuredly, but it's in truth, I say to you, I tell you, he who believes in me himself will do the work that I'm doing and he will do a greater work because I am going to the Father. Most assuredly, Jesus is saying, I'm telling you the truth. You're going to do greater work than me because I'm going to the Father. 14, 16, he keeps building on this axiom. In 14, 16, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you always. And the New King James says, the hyphen, the spirit of truth. After that is the spirit of truth. That's what it says. It's an added, it's an added in some of the text, but it's real that we see. It's the spirit of truth. 1526. But when the helper comes, whom I send from the Father, the spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. Jesus must be the only belief system, moral conduct, and virtue that you have in your life. Amen? Salvation only exists in Jesus. Everything else is, is a robbery and thief. Everything else is lies. Everything else is treachery. Everything else is blasphemy against Jesus. Wow, you're serious, I am. Truth is truth. And some of us have lived in other areas of truth that was your truth. I'm not giving you my truth. I read the Bible. You deal with God. If you believe it, then it is, then it is. If you don't believe it, then you got to figure it out. One of you's wrong, and I get it. I bet you it's not God. And I deal with that daily when I come across things. If you, if you, oh, if you, Lord, if me, why do you give it up to me? Just make me do it. No, you get to, my son. You get to choose. And how do I go? Where am I going with this? Many of you in this room think we understand Jesus. But without the spirit of God, my brothers and sisters, it's a no-win situation. And that's what he's saying in this whole thing. Without the spirit of God, guys, it's a no-win situation. Being filled, baptized, immersed, asking the Holy Spirit to make you real. That's the verses that I covered. 14.6, from 14.12 to 14.16 to 15.26, he, he talks about the truth of the spirit of God testifying in the salvation that we've been given, but also giving us understanding truth and more of the power of God. How many, I've heard stories, and you don't have to be transparent if you don't want to, but how many of you guys ever read the Bible before and you weren't a Christian? Some of you had. Did you get it? Of course you didn't get it. You know why you didn't get it? You didn't have the Spirit of God. You gotta have the Spirit of God. This book is a book without the Spirit of God. This book is Bible stories, not Bible accounts. You want Bible accounts, amen? That's what they are. And that's what the Spirit of God does, being filled. That's an obvious amen. Jesus asked the Father, we have the Spirit now. How do I know if I'm doing well, if you ask? Well, the last verse and the verse of the witness, amen? Acts 1.8, is it up there? Acts 1.8. It's the last verse, and we're going to finish on this one. Totaling out, adding, and, and putting the dot at the end of the period of the statement. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses to me in Jerusalem. 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 
in Judea and Samaria and to the other part of the earth. You know what Samaritan to that's that that that's a that's a that that word right there is like saying a Muslim, an ISIS person. That's what that word means right there. Jews don't like Samaritans. No, that's what that word means. So the next time you think that you don't like somebody, read what the words say. Mean know what they mean. That's what that word means. Jews hated Samaritans, loathed them, wouldn't even touch them. If they did, they had to wash themselves seven times because they were ceremonially unclean. Sweet Lord. It's the radical stuff. Power to live and power to die. Power to speak, power to testify. Power to go anywhere and be the feet of the living example of Jesus. Power to testify of Jesus on verse 26 in chapter 15. So what is the summation of this, Donnie? I'm glad you asked. Jesus is truth. He came to give us truth, not as the world gives. He came not only to be truth, but to testify of it. Can't argue with our king. He made it right and real and radical. How do we understand truth? By reading his word and believing what he said and what he said of us. Believe you have power and ask for it. Jesus said he wants us to have it, but you shall receive power. That but you is now us. How many of you want power to live the Christian life? You better all raise your hands. You better all raise your hands. Maybe some of you right now are a little low in the tank, huh? It's Wednesday night, I got to get my fuel. That's what the first Saturday every month is, men's fuel, shameless plug. We do that so we can have man church, so we can get together. No, we do. That's what it's called. It's man church. And we do that so we can hang out and choose to use napkins or not. Make fun of each other, love each other, and go about our day trying to go home and be better men for you women and the men in the community. But at the men's retreat, we did this, and I'm going to step out in faith right now in these last two minutes. How many of you guys need some more power this week? Stand up, whoever wants it. Stand up. Oh, jumped up right here in the front. Get down. You ready, for, you ready to do some body ministry? If you don't want it, hey, you don't have to have it. I'm, not, I'm just saying what Jesus said, so you can do with that. Let's lay hands on each other. Let's reach across. Lay hands on each other. Let's touch each other right now. It's okay. You're going to spend eternity with them. It's okay. Let's, and let's pray. Lord Jesus, we pray right now in faith, knowing that you want to give us power, knowing that you want to touch us, and knowing that you want our spirit, your spirit to fall afresh. Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity to believe in faith that you are going to pour out your spirit on us. Lord, I pray for the young men in the room. I pray for the old men and women in the room. I pray for those who aren't so old. I pray for us all, Lord, that we would be radical and real in asking, Lord. Please touch us, invade us, Lord. Let us not be the same as we live because, Lord, you are truth and you said, but you shall receive power. The but you is done. We have it, we ask, Lord, in faith. Please give it to us now. In Jesus' name, and we receive it, and all the children of God said, And it turned 8 o'clock. You are dismissed. Love you guys.